three triple Z. Ninety-two point three FM. The following program is in English. Thank you. You're tuned in to L'Chaim, to life, with your host, Morris Klein, who just happens to be my baby brother. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, welcome to L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more. A sad L'Chaim, as the Australian Jewish community and the world yesterday lost a giant of a mensch and a great, great role model, Eddie Jaku, OAM 101. Late July 2019, I received an email from a friend, Barry Spanger, with a link to a YouTube clip, which I clicked onto. It was Eddie Jaku with his powerful presentation at TEDx, which blew me away, as it did the 6,000 in attendance, giving Eddie an instant, lengthy, rapturous standing ovation. I chased Eddie down through the JNF and the Jewish Museum where he volunteered for many, many years. I was privileged and blessed to have had two beautiful interviews with Eddie. The first one, early August 2019, with my co-presenter at the time, Lily Steiner, and again in April last year, two days after Eddie's 100th birthday. The passing of Holocaust survivor Eddie Jaku OAM has been felt and reported on worldwide, and deservedly so. Eddie's aim in life was to make a difference. You only have to look at all the heartfelt condolences and comments on both the mainstream media and social media to see that Eddie was truly successful at what he set out to achieve. Holocaust survivor Eddie Jaku made a huge positive difference. We are dedicating tonight's L'Chaim to the mensch that made a difference, Eddie Jaku, OAM, along with George putting together a tribute of Eddie's comments from my two interviews with the happiest man on earth, which we will close out tonight's program with. I will also be uploading my two interviews with Eddie to YouTube and social media in the next day or so. All right, another full L'Chaim ahead of us, so no time to spare. You're listening to L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more, here on 92.3 FM, 3 Z. Please sit back and enjoy. For an unforgettable experience, explore Israel with Effie. Allow me to take you on a journey back into time and see history unfold before your eyes. Effie Yacobi, Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to L'Chaim. Shalom, shalom, Bokel Tov, Moshe, to you and all your listeners from Effie here on this cool day in Medinat Israel. Fantastic weather as we're heading towards winter. Sunshine is out, but temperatures are dropping. We had a bit of rain. All good. Lovely. Bit of rain is good. Effie, um, the Australian Jewish community, the Jewish world, the world lost a, a real mensch yesterday. Eddie Jaku, OAM 101. We all have a bit of an extra connection through your closest friends in Israel and the friends of ours down here in, in Australia, the Kempler family. Take us through that. Well, uh, I mean, there's, uh, it's been all over the press. It was here, front page news as well. And uh, Scott Morrison even gave a tribute to, uh, to Eddie, a phenomenal person, a guy that is simply inspiring whenever you met him. And, uh, you know, Holocaust survivor with a tragic story, uh, parents, siblings all murdered at Auschwitz, slave labor, escaped twice from Buchenwald and Auschwitz. But uh, really a connection to the Kempler family as well. They were very good friends from Leipzig. And uh, he had in his wallet a picture, a photo of Sonia and Harry Kempler, which is Rosalie's uh, parents. And 
the young kid's grandparents, he always kept that as a reminder to himself as well of uh, the tragedies of the past, but the hope for the future. Rosalie Kempler, older sister uh, of Leon Kempler, president of the Australian Israel Chamber of Commerce, along with their younger brother, Jeffrey yeah. Kempler. Yeah, amazing. And I actually spoke to um, uh, Eddie about that. I let him know that uh, after my second interview with him that uh, I sort of grew up with the Kemplers, the Kempler, the boys, and uh, he was a bit taken back with that. Effie, another amazing discovery. Uh, whenever I come to Israel, I'm based either in Givatayim or Yavna, mainly Yavna, with my cousin Moshe, the lead pilot from Operation Solomon. An amazing wine press discovery from the Byzantine period. Amazing isn't the word. It was a phenomenal discovery because it was the largest wine press ever found in the ancient world that we know of to date. And you're looking at a place called Yavne, which is only a 30-minute drive from Ashkelon. So you had the port of Ashkelon and you had the port of Gaza for shipping out products of what they found there at this largest wine press. Remember, the Byzantine era is the 4th century AD to the 7th century AD, a period of 300 years, where the Christians dominated this region until the early Muslim period that came and kicked them out. But what a phenomenal discovery in terms of its size and the preservation that they found thousands upon thousands of pottery shards being put together now, huge amphora jugs, oil lamps, two massive wine vaults. They were talking about a million litres of wine at that time, a million litres of wine that was local and exported out and a very good quality wine to top of it, a white wine. So fantastic. It'll be open to the public at some point. Just the pictures that have come out, it's a shame you can't see it to our listeners, but all they have to do is go into the Jerusalem Post, Times of Israel, wind it, and they'll see the article, they'll see the uh, video. Phenomenal discovery. Outstanding. Terrific. outstanding. Really impressive. All right, where are you taking us today? My guys, let's go explore Israel with Effie on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z, Lachaim for life. Today we're making a switch. Remember, previous periods were in the south, heading down, hitting a lot. Now we're whacking up right up north to the Galilee and the Golan region itself. And we're going to hit Nimrod Fortress. Right location, access right on the Kiyat Shmone Masada Junction near the waterfall of Sar. Best season all year round. Length to visit, easily a two-hour visit. Small entrance free because it's a national park but worth it. But once again, you don't have to go further than the book of Job, Ayub in Arabic, one of the prophets. Chapter 39, verse 28, the eagle dwelleth upon the crag of the rock and the strong place, which exactly typifies Nimrod Fortress. At the foothills of the Hermon, perched on top of a steep rise, clearly separated from the surrounding environment, are the remains of a fortress built towards the beginning of the 12th century A.D., the fortress is known by several names, Metsudat, or Fortress Nimrod in Hebrew, and Kalat Nimrod in Arabic. Nimrod is mentioned in the book of Genesis, chapter 10, verse 8, as a mighty hunter before the Lord, and his legendary exploits have roots in Mesopotamian tradition. In the Muslim tradition, superhuman exploits are also attributed to Nimrod. The fortress has two additional names, Kalat Subeba in Arabic, corrupted to Ashbiba in the Crusader literature, or Kalat Banyas after the nearby stream and falls. But who built this fortress? And when? The area was witness to many clashes between the Crusaders and the Muslims, with the fortress changing hands a number of times. It is situated on the frontier between Crusader Jerusalem and the Golan 
heights. The mixed architectural sites are evident of its changing hands several times. Recent excavation revealed it was initially built by the Crusaders in about 1129. After several failed attempts, the Muslims captured the stronghold in 1164. And for the next hundred years, the Muslims reinforced the position and prevented the Crusaders from retaking it. In 1260, with most of the country under Mamluk domination, most of the Crusader fortresses were destroyed in order to prevent any attempts at recapture. The Nimrod Citadel, once destroyed then, was abandoned for the next 800 years until the Israel National Parks Authority undertook its renovations. Now, the site chosen for the fortress is an isolated incline with a sharply delineated and narrow head. The fortress itself is long and narrow with strongly constructed citadels at either end. The southern wing overlooks the route from the Golan to the west of the Jordan River, extensively fortified, consisting of a strong wall and watchtowers in the west, the first citadel built by the Crusaders. The principal purpose of the fortress was a military oversight of the entire area of the Hula Valley to the west. Even today, in its role as a tourist site, the visitor can't be but impressed by the panoramic views it provides in its strategic location. So what do we have when you do the walking trail? The Northwest Tower, an impressive gate bearing an inscription in Arabic of the Ayyubid ruler, El Aziz Utman, from 1230. And that's phenomenal because the minute you have a date, you know exactly what was going on here with the rest of the history. The terrace in front of the gate is a part of a room renovated by the Sultan Bilich. The Baybars inscription, the famous Mamluk leader from 1260 to 1277, the inscription lavishes praise on the Mamluk Sultan. He was the one, remember, kicked out the Crusaders. It was apparently written on the front of the second story, the apparent residence of Baybars' lieutenant who was in charge of the renovations. The southwest tower offers a view of the Galilee, the Kula, and the slopes of the Golan. A large water reservoir, 24 by 9 meters wide and 7 meters high. A system of canals channeled rainwaters into it, but it was destroyed. The reservoir can be seen from a later breach in the southern wall. A trough they found there for drinking water. The beautiful tower built by Baybars. This tower juts from the wall in a sort of a semicircle. Originally, the interior was octagonal but now it consists of seven sides. Exceptional quality. The moat separates the fortress from its dungeon. The keep or the dungeon is a vast, strongly fortified area overlooking the fortress. Soldiers retreated to this area if the lower defensive system was overrun. A prison tower was found. In the terrace within the northwest tower, there is a graduated hidden passageway, 27 meters long, 1.8 meters wide, and a high vaulted ceiling. So, guys, you've got a phenomenal time to spend here with the professional hikers, the mum and dad, the kids rummaging around. It's all safe. Parts of it are accessible to wheelchair-bound tourists. But do yourselves a favor. You want to see a well-preserved site, understand the strategic importance of it, go to Nimrod Fortress. So that's all from me for this week, from Effie here. Till next week, when we once again explore Israel with Effie on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z, Lechaim for life. Okay, guys, all the best. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Effie. as always. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for another Lechaim, two life, Jewish life and more. I think we had something for everyone. Right, you'll find in about 15 minutes to half an hour a recording of tonight's Lechaim program at 3zzz.com.au. Click on the down arrow in the Listen to a Show square and scroll down to the Jewish group. You'll find it there. Links to recordings of tonight's interviews will be posted to the Lachaim and Morris Klein Facebook pages tomorrow. 
please check out the other two programs that make up the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. The Hebrew Hour, Shabbat Shalom, 3pm on Friday, and the Yiddish Hour, 11am on Sunday. If you'd like to contact us here at Lechaim, our email is lchaim3zzz at gmail.com. For only $16, please consider becoming a member of the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. And for seniors, it's just $11. Again, click on 3zzz.com.au. Many thanks again to Team Lachaim, Dr. George Bankey, the executive producer, Dr. Mori Frankel, and Jeff Deegan. As I mentioned in our program's intro, we are dedicating tonight's Lachaim to a real mensch and role model whose mission in life was to make a difference and to encourage people not to hate. Eddie Jaku, OAM, passed away yesterday, aged 101. So many beautiful things have been said and written about Eddie in the last 24, 36 hours, which is a real testimony to the man and the mensch that he was. As our tribute from here at Lechaim to life, Jewish life and more, George has put together some of Eddie's powerful messages from the two interviews that I was privileged and blessed to have with Eddie, an honour which I will always treasure. And yes, Holocaust survivor with a message, the happiest man on earth, Eddie Jaku, OAM, you made a real difference. Baruch Dayan Ha'emet. So thank you for tuning in and please join us again next week on L'Chaim. My name is Morris Klein. I'm Yisrael Chai and peace. Eddie Jaku, 100 years old, two days ago, uh, the happiest man alive. Eddie, I want to know one thing first. Have you received the letter from the Queen? Yes, I did. And what does it say? It says... To the happiest man on earth, <laughs> we wish you that the next uh, stage of your life will be as pleasant as your first and continue working what you're doing because this you do the best. Uh, absolutely. There's no question about that. People ask me here, how old are you? I say three days. Three days in my second second chapter. <laughs> 100 <laughs> years is finished. Now start the second one. I don't know how many years I have left. But I will do my best. If I stay like I am now, I can still teach and walk and drive a car. And uh, I walk fast, very fast. Nobody follows me. <laughs> so you see, it's all in your mind. And uh, I keep busy and, and uh, so I exercise myself and it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful to be alive. I don't like what I see, but <laughs> that is, that's life. That's life. Of course, uh, it is. I hope that I can make a difference. When I speak, I speak for those people, the six million. And I want to remind you, and I want to remind, remind our Jewish community, one third of our people has been wiped out. Greece is only a million, seven million population. And we lost six million. And if we forget 
and don't remember and don't commemorate and don't keep on telling us our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I can assure you we won't have a future. This will be the end of mankind if we forget what is the obligation of every living Jew to remember what can happen if we don't care. I speak in all my, I finish always my speeches with some of my friendship phrases. And this one is that I wish everyone to have lots of love to share, lots of good health to spare, and lots of wonderful friends that care. Oh, man. Now, I want them to listen to me now in your station, to remember those words, to care. We have to care for each other. We have to care what happened to people, not saying that doesn't matter to us. That is, the future will be very, very dark if we forget the people, those six million wonderful people. And I add something. I swear to you that these six million people will never be replaced. There were doctors who were committed to find a cure for Alzheimer, for breast cancer, and for Parkinson's disease. And doctors today, even if they're wonderful, but they're business people. In my time, they were not business people. They were devoted to a profession to find a cure and to make your life as best as possible. This is the difference between progress so we go on one side has progress and on the other one we go backwards because the people have no time to care and you must care this is what i teach what i preach and what i hope the people will remember i don't speak for me i speak for those six million slaughtered innocent people I think I became better. <laughs> I think I became more patient. I became more tolerant. And uh, I see that there is no value. Definitely not hate. I never hated. Hate is a disease. I say this all the time. First, it destroys your enemy, but in the process, it destroys you. You start hating everything, everything around you. It's a madness. So we must, the must, you must use. I don't like those people. That's acceptable. But you must never say, I hate those people. Humans, doesn't matter the color, the religion, where they come from or where they're born. When they're humans, they have the right to be respected as humans. You can only ask respect when you respect the others. And that is important for the future. I also spoke and I made a little <clears throat> first about how important is friendship. Friendship is the most important aspect of life. Not only as friends go along, it's also that husband and wife shouldn't also only be married. They should be best friends. And friendship means a friend is like a second self. 
the friendship is broken because the people looking for faults. Everybody has faults. A friend you cannot buy. It's the most important and most expensive thing you can if it had a price. It's priceless. And I am willing to be the best friend of many people. Whoever wants to be my friend is my friend. I stand up for what is right and wrong. In my book, a man is only a man if he knows what is right and wrong. If you don't, you're not a man. And men should stand up for right and wrong of their brothers and friends and sisters. And that is important that is missing in every society. Jewish, Christian, Muslims, whatever society. You state a couple of phrases. Please do not walk in front of me, I may not be able to follow. Please do not walk behind me, I may not be able to lead. Please just walk beside me and be my friend. That's just so beautiful. May you always have lots of love to share, lots of good health to spare, and lots of good friends that care. That's just so wonderful. It's beautiful. What a wonderful message.